Welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast for the week of October 19th, 2017. We have a show for you tonight, and we hope it's good, because this is like the 15th time we've tried to start it because of technical difficulties. Oh, geez. Tonight we're going to talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2, the new trailer that came out for that. We're going to talk about a little uh, Star Wars solo movie. And we're going to talk about the season premiere of Star Wars Re- Star Wars Rebels Season 4. So, let me just warn you, it's been a crazy night so far. And we've started and stopped this podcast like 18,000 times. So, if we screw up, I think we're just going to leave it in the podcast tonight. What it, From this point forward, it's going to stay. So, let's just get uh, introductions out of the way. I'm Ashley Wilbanks. Um... And my uh, my uh, call sign or, or code name is um, Inferno Agent. Oh my god, that was so dorky! But we're we're gonna keep it in, you know. We're gonna keep it in because I don't even know what I'm doing at this point. Uh, and with me, as always, is my good pal Austin H. Gordy. Call sign Blueberry. (laughs) (laughs) Blueberry, you got one on your six. Ah! (laughs) Oh, God. Rogue One, this is Blueberry Six. Come in. (laughs) And then my catchphrase is going to be nuts. So I'm just going to be like, nuts! (laughs) That's nuts. (laughs) Not blueberry, no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. What a night, what a night. So, how has your week been, Austin? Uh, Man, it's been pretty good. Just work. Work as usual. Um, Not as much Star Wars stuff. I mean, I've I've still been reading the new, uh, you know, Join the Resistance novel that came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, trying to blaze through that so we can get to the... uh, from a certain point of view, like I just want to, mm-hmm. I want to have that one for, for some reason, like that, that novel I've just been putting on a pedestal and I'm like, I can't wait. I want to just dedicate like just a weekend to reading it and having no one bother me and just enjoying it. So I've been trying to finish the, the, the other one first and, mm-hmm. um, got to watch the rebels premiere and, um, that's pretty much it. Like just, you know, besides just, eating up all the little bits and pieces of news I can get, but that's about it. Hmm. Awesome. I heard, but I thought there was something else. I thought you, uh, what was it? You, you get, you gained some new rank or something, some new title. Oh, I was just faking that. I, I, I thought that we, <laughs> God, <laughs> See, I thought it was really funny, so I was just going, let's do it again. <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs> oh, okay. man. I don't know. When I listened back at it, I had to, like, when I was listening back to what we were talking about, I'm like, like, I said I was a Rancor trainer and then tried to make a fat joke out of it. And I'm like, <laughs> people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, we get it. He's got boobs. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I didn't even get I didn't even get it that way. Okay. Inside joke, people. Sorry. It was from a previous recording tonight, one of the six or seven that we've already done. <laughs> the, the deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. Uh, honestly, it's getting late. Okay, 
<sighs> so my week consisted of uh, coming home yesterday to a, uh, a a delivery from the GameStop, which what, was, they deliver uh, games to your house now, boy. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not. This is not GameFly. This is GameStop. Okay, and uh, I ordered back in April the Star Wars: The Black Series, Inferno Squad Agent, which is pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty, got, really cool. I heard that they just come out, so that's that's pretty yeah. awesome. But you know, I was confused because actually I thought I was getting not just an Inferno Squad Agent, but I thought I was getting. Uh, What's her name? Iden Versio. I yeah, Iden Versio, and I thought maybe it would have like a removable helmet and show her head under there, but nope. Ah, this okay. is just the this is just the Inferno Squad agent. But hey, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to argue. It's still a very cool cool figure. I I wish I had a Tie Fighter pilot just so I could compare the two. You mm-hmm. know, just to see if it's a simple uh, paint application that's different than the regular one, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll look at that and I'll, I'll break that open. Maybe do some, a photo shoot or something and put it up on the website, outerremnews.com. Um, we'll see. Uh, also, yeah, I did, I did watch star Wars rebels season premiere, but that's about all the star Wars I've done this week. It's been, I've been slapped busy at work. And, uh, when I'm that busy at work, it leaves little time for anything else because when I come home, I'm just so drained, you know, and, uh, like tonight was a very late night. I didn't get home till eight 30, uh, or yeah, a little, almost eight 30. So you can imagine work's been stressful lately, but Hey, that's why we talk. That's why on Thursday nights, while we sit down and talk the star Wars so I can relax Unless we have to start the show like eight times, <laughs> which is what we've had to do tonight. But we shall shall trudge through it. So let's get started with um, a little bit of Star Wars news. How about that? What do you think about that? Let's do it. I, I'm, I'm totally game for that. So the first bit of news is, of course... The number one source for Star for uh, Han Solo movie news, which is weirdly Ron Howard's Twitter account, where he posts all kind of images from the set and all kind of cool stuff. The first thing is we now, after after the film has finished, is wrapped up. They've had the 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 party, the wrap parties, and everything. He, Ron Howard came on Twitter and announced the name of the movie, which is, drumroll please, Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about that title, Austin? I mean, I, I assume that was what it was going to be from the start. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it wasn't, it's like it, it wasn't a surprise as much to me, but um, I dig it. I mean, it, it works. Yeah. So, so apparently the Star Wars fan community is up in arms about the name of this movie. I, I don't get it. Uh, I mean, what's there to be mad about? Solo. That's that's a really cool name. So why can't you just use it for the well, title what of the they film? want it to be? Is what I want to know. Who knows? Probably Han Solo. It stars 
end or, you know, that's the name of a book, but, but, um, you know, something catchy like that instead of just solo. But I like what they're doing with adding the, the little, a Star Wars story tagline to it. And I hope they do that with all the standalone films, just so you know, hey, it's a stand, it's a standalone film. It's not part of the, you know, main saga, you know, right? Just and and hopefully they start doing that, and that kind of brands itself so that people don't get confused when they go to the movies, you know, right? Um. Also, Ron Howard before that tweet, uh, posted a picture of himself and two Imperial officers with the hashtag. Tag and Bink. Now, hardcore Star Wars comic fans will definitely know Tag and Bink, especially from the some of the old Dark Horse Star Wars series, uh, like Star Wars Tales, and then I think Tag and Bink even had their own miniseries for a while. Uh, do you remember that, Austin? I, I remember the series. I, I didn't really follow it too much. I just know it was it was one of those things like it was like this little niche you know that, that like yeah certain fans love tag and bink yeah it's like it's slapstick kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. it's basically everything in the star wars universe happens because of tag and bink it's like you know, some, yeah <laughs> basically basically yeah but you got two people instead of the one and they you know slapstick comedy happens um so so you know, is that a trend? Is that a tone setter for the film? It could be. You know, and you know, Lord and Miller were like, you know, we want straight up comedy. Well, I don't know that it's going to be that, but you have Tag and Bink in it. Mm. I think you got more comedy than probably most people realize. Right. Which I mean, you know, there'll be some humor in the movie, but I'm sure that it's not going to be that. Like, it's not going to be as humorous as people thought it was going to be. And I'm yeah. thinking that the tag and bink things probably just a nod to the fan. Like you, it's not. I don't think they're going to be like just bumbling idiots. Like you know what I'm saying. I, I think like if you didn't know, if Howard didn't say that tag and bink were going to be in the movie, you would have never known that that's who they were. That's just my guess. Yeah, I could, could be wrong. Be right, it it yeah. could just be you know dropping everything and then bopping their heads on you know, against each other and like whoops, oh whoop whoop, and tripping mm-hmm. around, you know, just steal the scene. So now that the film is officially wrapped. And they're well into post-production now. Do you think that we will get a trailer for this movie before The Last Jedi in, in, when it hits theaters? It would be nice to. I mean, I feel like if they've already if they've already wrapped and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we still we're still two months away from the movie. So I feel like there's enough time for them to slap together at least a teaser, you know, and, and put it before the movie. I think that would be appropriate. Like, mm-hmm. if me as a company, like, if I knew that I had that movie in the can, like, get getting ready to go, I would I would do everything I could to get them, you know, ready for for at least a teaser trailer, like showing just some some either some parts of the movie or like one tiny little part. I don't know, but I to me it would make sense to do that. Yeah, the only the only thing I worry about, especially with these standalone films, it, it, is the confusion that it may bring to the not 
not you and I, not the the fans that listen to this podcast, uh, but the the average ordinary Star Wars fans who, yeah, like a good Star Wars flick, you know, they might go to the theater once and see it, and then if it comes on TV, they might stop and watch it, mm-hmm. but not hardcore fans, you know. <clears throat> and the majority of your Star Wars fans are those who will go to the theater, watch it once, and then catch it when it comes on TV, and not the hardcore people like we are. So I, I just hope that it doesn't, you know, they they don't look at that and say, oh, gosh, is this the movie that comes after The Last Jedi? You know, where's Luke? Where, where Where's Finn and Poe? And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I sort of had those fears with Rogue One and they, I don't think that they amounted to much of anything. So maybe it'll be the same way with, with Solo. I don't know. I could be wrong. In other news, let's talk a little bit about a video game. I know that the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer came out, the, the, or at least the, the, the standalone storyline trailer came out today, but some other news came out about visceral studios. Um, and I don't know that, that I know enough, you know, about this to really, to really, um, do it justice. So, but, and, and you probably know more about the video game inside of things than I do. So you want to, you want to take this and roll with it and tell us about the right the um well basically i mean from what i understand was you know at the time visceral under ea you know they they had brought in um i'm trying to remember her name she was she was at naughty dog you know i think she was you know, a- amy something yeah amy henning, henning. Or yeah 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 so um so yeah like you know they brought in amy henning and she was going to make like a linear, you know, action adventure Star Wars game, which is so awesome because you know, I mean, we've of course we love Battlefront and Battlefront Two, but it's just you know, I'm looking for that that adventure aspect, you know, like playing a you know like a new a new frontier, just like you know something new. You're not following something that's already came or whatever. You know, you're it's just a whole new story, maybe all new characters, and plus you get to play. Kind of either open world or just you know doing missions and things like that. And, so you're saying uh, it's were, similar to Knights of the Old Republic. This one was probably going to be more like playing Uncharted, which okay. was I think okay, one of the reasons you. why why they they brought in her. You know they you know she she would have brought them a great you know adventure game, I action adventure, and yeah. So so they had her and they've been working on this for a little bit, and and now it looks like EA has just shut down you know Visceral. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, they, they, they gotten rid of, I mean, it was a lot of other things. Like they, they basically shut down, um, that, like, and all the stuff that was under development. I want to say they had like, um, like, I can't remember the other, I don't know if they really said anything about other games. I know there were other stuff like, uh, like, cause apparently this has happened before and, um, and yeah, so so now they've had to scrap all of that and move it to another company, and so EA is assigning basically going to assign a new team to it and use. I think they said they were just going to use certain aspects of the game and build something completely new, which is kind of really? weird and sad. Like, 
I don't know exactly what that means, but I think a lot of people are just kind of bummed about it. I mean, they're of course bummed about it, but like they're like EA is not the most popular company in terms of like, uh, like I guess loyalty and like, yeah, you know, they're yeah, just not that popular. Yeah. 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 People, people are pretty vocal about them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and basically they're, you know, people think that this is just kind of like a, just a money, just like a money grab for them. Like they want to, they want to take as apparently there's a lot of stuff too, like, like, you know, everything's more like in game, like purchase driven now and stuff. And people are just I trying gotcha. to make a quick buck. So, yeah, so it's a, it's yeah. a little, it's a little sad that, that we're going that route, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed cause I really do. I mean, apparently, I don't know, today I was even, you know, like in a discussion with, with some friends and it seems like, I feel like the you know the gaming community is there's like a, a pretty vocal group that's kind of come about where it's and I get that it's we're more of a social group now like it's it's a lot more about social gaming so that's why online multiplayers are so popular compared mm-hmm. to that's why like with Battlefront you know one you know they didn't bother with a with a campaign at first because it just seems like you know if they're if they had a limited budget of course you know they want to get the graphics right and hey, everybody's going to play the multiplayer anyway, so why even have a campaign? And that, of course, yeah. didn't work. But it's like a lot of people just seem to act like campaigns are important to them. Story story, and, and quality and stuff isn't as important as the social aspect of a game. And and is it like action-packed? Like they just throw you in the middle of something and, you know, whatever. And it just seems like that's kind of where everybody's focus is. So it's like people aren't as drawn into original adventure gaming like I guess like we used to. Yeah. That kinda, that's kind of sad. So I'm wondering if that's just something that like a lot of these companies are kind of going towards, they're gearing towards now. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of sad about that. So in turn, this, this kind of is just like another punch and it's kind of like, like God, you know, and I'm sure maybe there was just something else going on that we don't know behind the scenes, like in terms of financing and, and I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe they'll move this over to the other, the other group and, and they'll still try to bring us something that's close to what the idea was. But see, I don't even think, I think they were in, they're in talks to keep Amy, but mm. I don't, cause they, I don't think they ever, they've, they haven't really said that she's been let go, but I want to mm. say that they were in negotiations with her. So maybe they're going to try to keep her. I don't know. Mm. Well, I know the game was supposed to come out in like late 2019, yeah, I don't but, think that's going to happen now. But apparently, you know, that's probably not going to happen, and they they will announce a new time frame at some later point. But back to what you were saying, you know, I know that the trend now is is trying to make the most money out of microtransactions. You you know, just like like the game, like my game um, on on my phone, Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. They will, you know, they will four dollar you to death. If you let them and to, to be one of the better players, you have to let them $4 you to death. But if a game is popular, people like it. I mean, and, and it's one of those games that I love, Mm -hmm. then I don't see, I don't see the, what the problem is with $4 me to death. If I'm willing to pay it, you know, if it's, if people aren't willing to pay for it, then the game won't succeed. But it's a Star Wars game, you know. The Star Wars community is huge. 
I think that EA knows what they're doing and, and they're saying, Hey, we can make a crap ton of money off these star Wars people. You know, let's just microtransaction them to death. Right. You know, in, in, in game purchasing, we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them right. one way or the other. Well, see, and, and then what they're claiming too is like the company, you know, because you know, since they're moving the game, you know, they're still keeping it alive, but they're moving it to basically. I think they said like the same people that run like they that do like the FIFA series, they're mm-hmm. going to be do, working on it, and they're saying that, you know, they they had been testing the game concept with players and listening to the feedback and about how they want to play, and it says in closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. So there's your first mm-hmm. clue. And then they said, we are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency. Because before it was, they were saying it was, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. So now they're mm-hmm. saying that they're going to allow for more variety and player agency, leaning into the capabilities of our Frostbite engine and reimagining central elements of the game. I'm not familiar with the Frostbite engine, but basically yeah. what, what people are thinking that means is that they, they think and I don't know if it's really because of like having people test it out or if they're just looking at the market and thinking this, but they're thinking that the idea, most likely the idea of a 15-hour single-player adventure isn't isn't keeping the players engaged like loot boxes and multiplayer would. Yeah, yeah. And There's just, nothing to come back to. Right. And it just kind of, yeah. I don't know, I, I just think that that's the wrong way of thinking at things. But then again, I guess, you know, yeah. money does make the world go round, but but like we have Think games. about it, dude. Yeah, yeah, but think about it though. I mean, if you play for fifteen hours, you beat the game. How many people are going to turn around and play it again? Well, if it's good, they'll replay it. And I understand yeah. if you, you know, if you. That's why I, know, I mean, I will say that the better games are like when you have an adventure game. It's more like an adventure RPG where you can create a character and take that character to fruition, and you beat the game, and then you can start over and play a whole new character. Yeah, that would be an idea. I mean, I would love for them to do something like that. I don't know why. I mean. You know, I don't know, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I guess you'd say, why make a game that's 15 hours? You know, you play it, you beat it, and you're never going to play it again. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still, you're, you're telling a story, and I feel like if it's a good story, people are still going to replay it, you know. Plus, people are going to buy it anyways, and I get that you, you want to make money off of it, but I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like you can't make everything just a constant cash cow. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, to me, though, uh, nothing beats Star Wars Galaxy. Um, not the, not the current game, Galaxy of Heroes, but the the, the, yeah, the old one, right? The yeah, which I never the, got to play. I always wanted to play that game and never got to play. Yeah, the the uh, MO RPG. Um, isn't that right? Massively online MO, role playing yeah. game. Yeah. online multiplayer mo uh whatever whatever the thing stands for but no i I play (laughs) yeah i played the crap out of that game and i i loved it up until it died you know when when they just pulled the the plug on it so uh for all those players out there that met live and arp cellos in star wars galaxy that was me yep i was live and arp uh, and I still use that name in certain things. So yeah, because it, I, I, that, that game just sticks with me even to this day. Uh, and, and I, for the life of me, I don't know why they don't go back and just do a similar type game. You know, you don't have to set it during the same time span, set it during the resistance and first order time frame. Um, just let me 
pick my race, my, you know, who I want to be, how they look, what, what they do for a living, all that kind of good stuff. Plot me down on, on a planet. Let me meet people. Let me choose my own adventure. You know, if I want to be a farmer, I can be a farmer in the Star Wars universe. And if I want to be a, you know, first order trooper or whatever, let me, let me play in that in that world and do what I want to do in that world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, exactly. and, and that's what star Wars galaxy did. You know, that's, that's, it was, it was so fun. It was so fun. But, um, let's, let's kind of segue into, uh, battlefront two. I know a new trailer came out today, but before that, I don't know that we actually ever talked. Did we talk about the beta? We, Any? uh, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I, f- I don't think we, we talked didn't. about it last week. Yeah, maybe we didn't. Yeah. Um, so, did you get a chance to play the beta? Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't get a okay. ho- I didn't get as much as I wanted to because we were going on vacation at the same time that they that they released it. But um, yeah, we did. Yeah. I did get a few, like maybe an hour or so in. Okay. So, so first thoughts. I mean, what do you think about it? Because you know, um, the I mean the you know the ground stuff and everything was fine. I mean, I it was. To me, it was just as fun as playing the first game, and the graphics, mm-hmm. of course, are still great. Um, I played the hero characters; they were fun. I think there was a little bit difference in the in some of the controls, but for the most part, it was it was cool. I liked the um, the uh, you know, like your perks you can get. I liked how you could you could kind of build up your particular type of character. My main thing, and I feel like we have talked about this, but maybe not. But we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I did like the. The aspect of getting to choose the the class of character, like if you wanted to be a, a you know like a trooper, or if you wanted to be a heavy, or if you wanted to be a specialist, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I really dug that part of it because it kind of reminded me of the old Battlefront games. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I I, I mean I thought it was I thought it was great. To me, the best part was the was the the uh, the dog you know the starfighter mode. Like to me, they they made at least in terms of like making it better than the first game. They've they like re you know they rehauled it and it was just to me it was great. It was fun, and they you know like I mean it was it, it to me it was just great for whatever reason it just felt it felt better. It felt easier to play and and you know just the stuff you can do like you can fly inside ships and blow up reactors and stuff like that. I mean I just thought that was really cool. Really. Yeah. Um. You, you know what we didn't do. So for some reason I didn't even post. I, I mean, we I put the podcast up, but it's not on the main site here. But last week was all about the trailer. Remember, so we didn't get a chance to talk about the beta. Mm-hmm. Because all we talked about was the Last Jedi trailer. Okay. Um. But yeah, I I agree with most everything you said, I, I, I thought that on the starfighter stuff, the controls were a little bit wonky at first because it took a little getting used to like before you could target the ships that you want to, you know, shoot at and Mm -hmm. and it would kind of highlight over them and stay on them for a bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and you could just constantly shoot at them and, and hit them. But this one, you got to kind (laughs) of, you got to kind of fly the same way they're flying to, to actually hit them. Unless right, you use right. one of your, you know, special abilities. Like the A-Wing had a special ability, a lock-on special ability mm-hmm. that lasts for like five seconds. And you can, whatever you lock on to, you know, you just 
shoot away and, and you'll hit it every time. Right. So yeah, that was it, fun. it definitely took a little bit more, like, you know, you had to aim a little bit better. But mm-hmm. I think it still corrected a little bit. I think it still had some, some assist, like some aim assist. So that your lasers yeah. were, they would t- they would tune in like they you would still be able to, you know, if you got pretty close, they would they would kind of adjust and hit your target. Um, but I I agree, like it's kind of weird that you don't have the lock on feature unless you have the perk. But if I felt like they still they tweaked it enough, like they tweaked it enough that where like with the first game locking on was pretty essential to really getting a hit. This one yeah. you don't it didn't it doesn't feel as necessary to, to at least to me I felt like. Because at first I was the same way. I, it was kind of jarring. I'm like, oh crap! I can't lock on. Like, what's going on? But you can, you know, it, it basically instead of it locking on, it aims down the sights per se. You know, it kind of zooms yeah. in a little bit. But mm. it does still help you with your accuracy. But it, I don't know, it didn't affect me. Once I got used to it, you know, it was like real quick and and it felt natural. But um, they just, I feel like they tweaked it enough to where it 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 you didn't have to rely on that as much. It was still easy enough to to target and and blow people up. Yeah, I know that when 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 we first heard about you know some of the new things coming in the in Battlefront two, mm-hmm. I was a little leery of things like how you get hero characters and stuff. You know, used to you just find the little coin or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, symbol right. randomly around the the map, and you get to be that character, or you get a you know a pickup or whatever. This time it's how well you do during the match, you know, because the more points you get, the, the, the more options you get to buy in game to be that person. Right. Just for that match. Um, to be honest, I was Darth Maul and Ray once during that whole week that I played. I didn't <laughs> get to play as Ray. So <laughs> I so played I as Darth Maul, so but I didn't get to play as her. Um, but yeah, after doing it though, I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, I like the fact that, you know, you could be one of those, uh, be a Wookiee or, or, or something like that. Just, to as you build up points throughout the, the match. Um, I love being a battle droid, man. I love Roger, Roger, you know, mm-hmm. running through there shooting, shooting clones and they do a good, the, the guy doing the voice for the clones. I don't know if it's, um, the guy off the clone wars or what, but it's a spot on you know, Clone Wars, uh, voice match for, for all the clones. Um, so that was, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, at first I didn't like the, uh, the four different, you know, having the pick between the four different classes, but as you play it and as you understand what each class does, you start liking it a little more, you know? Um, uh, to me, my favorite, at first I started off with the assault, um, guy, the very first one every time. But then after playing all four of them, I really liked the specialist and the officer for some reason. I don't know why, but the specialist more so than anything. Now, to me, I love the game. There are a few things that I would change. And I did a, a write-up on, on the website, a pros and cons for this. Um, so you can go check that out at outerrimnews.com as well. But the, the biggest thing to me was the dashboard. You know, not playing in-game, but I'm talking about waiting for your turn. 
and okay. or buying lock boxes or whatever loot crates or whatever. Yeah, I'm not big on the loot crate thing. I was kind of whatever well, with that. Well, I mean that's okay. I'm just talking about the overall look of the dashboard. Everything is so they try to make it look like the the readout screens of something in one of the prequel movies, and the font's too small. It's too hard to read from a distance. You know, and I, it, I, I don't know what it is, but they need to revamp that whole idea. You know, make the font bigger, make it not that uh, hologram looking color that, that, that they have it in and just totally redo that so that I can easily read what's going on. Um, there are a little, few little bugs here and there um, that I noticed that hopefully will get fixed before the actual rollout of the game on the 17th of November. But overall, I had a blast playing it, you know. Yeah. It, it was fun. It was really, really fun. Um, and like with any game, as you play it more and more, you get to know the maps more and more, which makes playing easier and, you know, racking up points easier too, especially when you find the hiding spots when you can just snipe people from... <laughs> You know, well, you can't really snipe anybody. You have to shoot them a couple of times, but you know, you get the picture. If you if if you didn't get a chance to play the beta, you missed out. It was really really fun, and it gives you just a tiny tiny glimpse of of what's to come in the game. No no uh, solo uh, storyline playing demo for that beta, but um, never fear because we have a trailer that just came out today that gives us kind of a look at what we can expect from the solo, uh, the standalone story in there. Um, and it's basically it's a bunch of cutscenes put together to make, you know, to get y'all hyped up for the trailer. But, uh, it, uh, it, it did its job. It told a story. It gets you hyped up about what happens after the death star two blows up. And the importance of uh, uh, of what the Inferno Squad does. So, you know, did did it make me want to get the game even more? No, because my excitement level for the game's already up so high that, you know, I, I really could have done without a standalone story. I like Battlefront two. I mean, the first Battlefront the way it was. So I don't know that. I will probably play the solo, the standalone story, but it doesn't affect me buying the game one way or the other. What about what about you? I mean, it was you know I love I love the first game, but I'm one of those yeah. people that really wished I had a campaign or or just just some some form of of gameplay more than just like the multiplayer, like the online multiplayer. Like even if they had brought in some of the features from the old Battlefront games, mainly like the Galactic Conquest was real fun. Because mm-hmm. you got to go around and, and basically dominate different different planets, you know, and you kind of play that, and it was a good standalone kind of p- gameplay, and yeah. Um, like yeah, it was just it was real fun. But you know, if they had added something like that, I would have been happy. But I felt like when they added in the campaign, like I was already excited for the game, but the fact that they add that in, it made me, it I mean, it, it really solidified my my you know my decision. Like I knew that. Like I wasn't going to be sorry for pre-ordering it, unless it, you know, it all completely sucks. But I don't think it will. I mean, it's. I feel like if anything, you're just going to get more of the first game, you know, that you enjoy, 
um, just yeah. with di- a different, maybe a slightly different system setup. But I don't know. I think the campaign is going to be good. I'm, I'm hoping it's a, you know, it's a decent length too. Um, based on the first, you know, the big, big trailer that they released, it doesn't look like you'll go, like you won't go to that many places. But I don't know if you'll revisit certain places and things like that. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just hoping that you get at least a good 10 to 15 hour game, like for the campaign. Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at all the planets in there, there's more than double the planets you have in the first game. Right. So I'm assuming that the storyline mode would include something on each one of those planets. Well, not each one. If you look, if you look back on the on the trailer, it shows you what's going to be in the in the campaign, like how many planets you visit compared to how many planets oh, okay. are in the multiplayer. So you don't get to visit all of them. But, um, but you will visit some of them, mm-hmm. but, um, okay. I don't know. I mean, my thing is, I just hope it's like a good story, like something worthy of them even taking the time to do it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping it's not like the force unleashed two, <laughs> which is like a good four hour gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I whizzed through they, that one. Yeah, I was gonna say as long as they they give you a pretty decent. But I'll tell you one cool thing I was reading about the game is their plans on like how you play the levels, and this may interest you even more. They when someone asked them about the the campaign gameplay, it was like you know, it's not like it's not going to be just your typical linear gameplay. It's actually they're saying it's going to be three six. You know, it's going to be three sixty gameplay hmm. within within the levels and stuff so so it looks like and it looks like you'll be able to approach mich- missions different ways like you know if you're like for example if you want to you're going through a ship and trying to you know trying to take over or get to the bridge or something and let's say you got you've got this this deck or this level you need to get through you can either go in guns blazing or they said you can actually if you want to you could try to sneak around and you know you know do silent takedowns and stuff like that you can hmm. just all these little cool things they were talking about, like, you know, opening and closing doors. You can like, you know, you can go through a door and it shuts behind you. You can blast the, the control panel behind it to lock it. Um, just all different kinds of stuff. I mean, it sounded it, after my research on that, it sounded like it was going to be pretty cool because because like, you, you know, and you'll get to you'll get to build up even though you're playing Iden Versio, you'll get to build her up to the way you want her throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You basically using incorporating a lot of the stuff that you'll get to do in the multiplayer. Hmm. Well, I mean, that that does sound good. And I, like I said, I'm, I'll I will play the the standalone story uh just because it's part of the game and i have to get those trophies for the playstation network you know what i'm saying (laughs) oh yeah um so i'll definitely play it and i'll probably enjoy it and hopefully some of the standalone story will help build up your characters in the multiplayer you know special loot crates or something like that you find right you know that would help help with that in other news um Disney announced that Star Wars The Last Jedi uh, will, will be uh, one of the featured things at Star Tours early uh, next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, it says, Today we're pleased to share that this exciting new sequence inspired by the latest film in the Star Wars saga will debut at Disneyland Park and Disney's Hollywood Studios on November 17th at Disneyland Paris, November 22nd, and Tokyo Disneyland, December 15th. Um, so it looks like um, 
It's a uh, battle that takes place on crate, and um, that's it. I guess you'll be riding riding in those. Uh, what, what are they called? Some kind of speeder? Just the, that, I guess, for right now, I just call them speeders. Yeah, that 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 kind of stick in the ground and throw up the red stuff in the air. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Another another reason to visit Disney World and check out Star Tours again. And the last bit of news tonight before we talk about Star Wars Rebels season premiere, uh, apparently Marvel is going to be doing a uh, miniseries for the character of DJ in January. Uh, Benicio, Benicio Del Toro. Um, it says... When Star Wars The Last Jedi takes theaters in force this December, Star Wars fans will get a peek into some new dark corners of the galaxy far away, and out of one of those corners scuttles DJ, the mysterious character played by Benicio Del Toro. Who is this mysterious man, and what put him in the path of our resistant heroes? Join Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and Kev Walker as they reveal a day in DJ's life just before his appearance in the film. Hmm. So we get to see Star Wars The Last Jedi first, and then they unleash a little more about DJ afterwards through this comic. Huh. Uh, yep. All right. I was so, going to say, you know, since we were speaking about the book releases and stuff, mm-hmm. there is one. I'm not sure if we, we mentioned it on the previous podcast, but it looks like um, at the New York Com- or New York City Comic Con, um, Timothy Zahn announced that he's actually going to be doing a sequel to Thrawn. Mm. And uh, it's going to be called Thrawn Alliances. And this time it looks like, you know, Darth Vader is going to be sort of like a prominent character in the book like they're going to team up for some mission oh really mm-hmm. I hope it's you know I I don't want to be that guy but Thrawn was sort of boring to me yeah I agree I mean like in terms of, of like because you know if you put it up against uh, th- you know other books of, of Zahn's it yeah. to me it was the weaker one of, of all of them but I get that he was just he was having to set up the character and give you the layout of, you know, who Thrawn is and how he came yeah. to be. So I'm hoping that this sequel will kind of become more like, you know, like a Thrawn adventure where you can enjoy it and has, you know, there's just more to it than just, you know, this is how you got the captain. This is how you got the colonel. This is how you got the, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it, it'll be a, a much funner book. <laughs> I mean, I'm still excited for it. I'm just, I'll tell you, in, in, in connection with this, you know, they had announced that they're going to do the Thrawn comic early next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. But I just wonder how that's going to be, if they're going to, because <laughs> I just don't see how it, it translates to, to comic form as well. So I'm wondering if <laughs> if the comic series will will kind of add in some stuff that wasn't in the, in the book, like maybe, you know, give them, you know, it's sort of like how they treated Shadows of the Empire, where you had... You know, the because you read the Shadows of the Empire book, it's a little bit different than the comic because the comic will have stuff that the book didn't have, and you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that because that's going to be a boring comic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to be straight up boring. I mean, you know? it can't be. It can't be worse than Obi Wan and Anakin, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So before we go, let's talk uh, about the season premiere 
of Star Wars Rebels. And but but before we we say anything about it, I will say that I was super surprised because you know I have this thing set to record on my DVR, mm-hmm. and I came home Monday at lunch to you know, to eat lunch, obviously. But I pulled up my recordings, and lo and behold, there was the first two episodes already yep. recorded. Yeah, mine recorded at like twelve thirty. It was like after right after midnight is when mine set to record. So I guess they. And, I, and then when I looked at their schedule, it looks like they just basically played it all day, like every in basically every four hours or so they would play them again. Hmm. Now I wonder if this is going to be, you know, the norm going forward. I don't know. I doubt it, but it would be cool if it did. If it is, because then, you know, you like you said, you get up and you boom, you got you rebels ready to go. Yeah. So basically, the, the I think what they're doing this year is. We get two episodes a a, a week. Oh, um, really? Yeah, going forward. And, and what's crazy is that you know there's there's no, there's not as this is not a full season like before. I think last season it was like twenty four episodes or something like that. Just is 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 not that this this time. Um, so you're gonna get half the episodes sometime this year, and then half the episodes next year, but. I don't understand the two episodes a week kind of thing. Why it's it's almost like Disney is trying to let's wrap it up and let's wrap it up in a hurry and let's get it out because we got something else, you know, on on the burner. And mm-hmm. and this is and and I hate to say it, but this is sort of Disney's MO with all their TV shows. I have two daughters, they love Disney Channel, so I see this over and over and over again. Where a show after three, four years, it's time to go, no matter how popular it is. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin and Alley, it was a great show for my kids, but at a certain point, you know, four years is like, eh, show's still good, people still watch it, but we're calling it quits. Right. Um, you know, Girl Meets World, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so they think it, that they're they're. I guess they're like, oh well, we're not hold, you know kids don't hold their attention that long, and you know, hey after after three or four years the kids don't care anymore. So that's probably how they feel. In this case, I guess it works out for them because you know with with rebels, you know I don't mind them bringing it to an end so that they can come up with something else. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and 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 they have to know that this is not just a kid show. Right. I mean, they have adults watching this thing. Oh, and I'm also to, yeah, to, I'm looking it up too, and it looks like yeah, the next the next episodes will be a two parter, and it'll be they'll air at twelve thirty at three, yeah. then seven thirty, five thirty, nine. So yeah, it'll just be all day Monday. Yeah. So I think we have like five five or six weeks of new episodes, and that's it. And then you come back for like two or three weeks after Christmas, and that wraps up the season. Hmm. Not, I know Dave Filoni in an interview said there was no filler episodes, you know, air quotes, filler. Um, but this was all straight. It's it's like one continuous long story this, this last season. You know, it, everything jumps from one thing to the other in a, in a, in a particular sequence mm-hmm. to, to end this thing. So let's start off with... The first two episodes, which are basically uh, Mandalorian-based episodes, because 
you bring back a character from the Clone Wars and Bo-Katan, um, which, you know, I'm sure some fans were probably totally delighted about that. But to me, as far as a season premiere goes, I don't, I don't know, man. I just I wasn't feeling it. We're, I, what, it didn't do anything for me. What, what about you? Yeah, I mean, for me, it felt like it. Because, yeah, it started out, and it, it, to me, it wasn't like the, because I felt like the previous two seasons really had, like, big beginnings, like they had big um, intro episodes. With this one, it was sort of like something that would happen maybe mid-season, mm-hmm. or maybe towards the end of the season, because you just kind of start out, and boom, we're on Mandalore, and they're, you know, they're fighting the Empire there, and, and you know, all that kind of stuff, and it just really doesn't. I don't know. It just—I mean—it just kind of felt like we're just watching just a a, a little, you know, little conflict. But yeah, it didn't it, really. It, it like I mean, I guess it really tied. I guess it was more about like tying up Sabine's story. Yeah. From last season. Yeah. But I felt like it like, almost felt like this could have gone at the end of the la- of last season or, or near the end of last season or something, you know. But it pretty much just it served as a, a way to to tie up her family story, and yeah. that was pretty much it. But you don't really get like the meat and potatoes story that we all want, like the what's going to happen to the rebels and with with Ezra and all that kind of stuff and Thrawn, you know. So I guess maybe maybe the next episode will uh, will get more into that. Yeah, I, I guess to me it felt like we're missing something. It's like the way. Last season ended um, with Throne. You know he has him dead to rights. Bindu comes out, does his thing. Rebels escape. Mm-hmm. Cut to season four, the beginning of the season. Kanan and Chopper and uh, Ezra are with Sabine on Mandalore. You know, trying to free her pop. What are we missing here? It seems like, you know, there's this whole gap that, why are they here? What are they doing? Um, there's there's something that we're not getting here. It, how how big of a time jump is, is it between the end of season three and the end of season four? I mean, the beginning of season four. You know, it's if, if season four supposedly ends up near Rogue One, you know, then, then I, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I really don't get it. And I'm not saying you know. I'm not saying those two episodes were bad. Just not what I was expecting for a season premiere. You know, I, I don't know if you feel the same way. It's just it was to me. Know, it was of, kind of a weak premiere. I mean, it was a good. Ep- it was yeah. good two episodes. But like you're saying, it was a weak premiere. It. it you know, I was expect like if anything, the next two episodes feel more like that would be what you would see in the first. The first two mm-hmm. episodes, because it deals with the yeah. rebellion, because that's where we left off. We left off with with them going, because I mean, if I remember correctly, and, and I hate to say this, but it's just been a while. And I haven't got to rewatch them on Blu-ray yet. But didn't we end off with them going to Yavin? Uh, or, or at least, or at least going yeah. to meet the rebellion. I think they were going to meet up there. Yeah, yeah. But so, but if you look at if you look at the previews for next week, they're on Yavin. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so it's mean, like, yeah. so we start there and then you, then we go. So I'm almost wondering if maybe, maybe they'll say that, oh, well, this actually is not, um, the chronological order is not completely correct or something. I don't know. Like maybe this was supposed to have gone, 
back last season. I don't know. I have to figure that out. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but and and and, and let, let me say this. Let me preface. Let me preface this by saying, I don't. All Star Wars is good to me, right? But if we have a podcast, it's it's only fair that that we're here to critique it. You know, we're not being like negative or bad about it, saying, "Oh, this thing sucked." Because, mm-hmm. dude, if it's Star Wars, you could. Yeah, I'm gonna like it, no matter how bad it is. You know, in re- it, no matter how bad somebody else thinks it might be, it's Star Wars. I like it, but I, I want to be fair to all the Star Wars fans and kind of rate it on a Star Wars scale, right? And to me, this just didn't rate very high up on the uh, on the scale of very good Star Wars. This was sort this was sort of bad Star Wars to me, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? I mean, all Star Wars good, but on a scale of, 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 on a scale of Star Wars, this was more towards the bad Star Wars, and bad Star Wars is still better than, than good other things, superhero shows, right? If I didn't totally confuse you, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um. But but no. Uh. It, you know, it had a lot of Mandalor- Mandalorian, so you had a lot of Boba Fett looking, Django Fett looking people uh, in the show. Most we've ever seen in one episode of anything, I, I believe. So you're going to have a lot of Mandalorian fans happy with this episode, and that and that might be what this is: is fan service to to them. You know, hey, right. we want to show you uh, Mandalorian fans a good time. Here, here it is. But to me, it just. Uh, I don't know. It just it didn't do much for me. Uh, any final thoughts on that, Austin? Before we have to call it a night. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much it, as far as I can think of. All righty. So, you know what time it is now? It's time, time to. It's time to end the show. It's time to end the show. So, if you want to, you can find us at our official website, outerrimnews.com. You can also talk with us on our various social media sites like Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Outer Rim News. You can talk to us on Twitter at, uh, out at Outer Rim News and on Instagram uh, at instagram.com slash Outer Rim News. And also just remember that, you know, even though we, you know, we love Star Wars, everything is all just entertainment purpose only. Uh, we're not endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm and all that. And the names and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week of the Outer Rim News podcast. Uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, wrap, wrap it up. I'll take it. You know, you probably don't remember that, do you? Uh, yeah. Um, any final thoughts anything to do or watch or hear uh just uh i don't know get ready for battlefront 2 it's coming out soon (laughs) yep yep and uh don't forget to check out star wars rebels episodes three and four monday at 12 30 in the morning apparently yep so with that being said it's time to go May the force be with you. Peace.